Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's around the house. People want to interact with people and the home is very emotional. So we provide a home assistant, yes, supported by a ton of software, but you can really call a real person and say, what should I do? And I think that's super important when the demographic of homeowners are mostly baby boomers that don't want to learn new apps all the time. <laughs> like, I'm not sure anyone wants to learn new apps all the time. So we just no. wanted to make it more like a service that would give you peace of mind. And that's the difference between our subscription and our version that doesn't require the subscription. You yep. can use our app, like you mentioned, to get the budget report. Yeah, You can just download our app, plug in your appliance info, get a report so you've got some heads up on when an appliance might need repaired. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to the Around the House show. This is where we talk about everything about your home every single week. Thanks for joining us today. We're getting into technology today, which, you know, is one of my passions around your house. And today, we've got Alexander Lynn from ShipShape.ai. This is something that could change how you look and care for your house. Welcome to Around the House, brother. Eric, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Man, you and I have been talking about this for a while, and it's nice that we could get schedules aligned and make it happen, man. I appreciate you coming on today. Likewise. So let's talk about what you got going on here, because I think this is where technology is going. I know this is where technology is going, and you're the guy out there waving the flag as founder and CEO of this. What's ShipShape? Yeah, Eric, this is something that the market has been looking for and talking about for a long time, which I'll get into in a minute. But ShipShape is a it's a software platform that helps homeowners manage their energy and their maintenance and the cost of operating their homes. Now, one of people's biggest costs in their lives is maintaining and operating their homes. And right now there's just no trusted advisor and no real data that helps a homeowner know when to make a repair, how efficiently their equipment's operating, what maintenance, need, what maintenance needs done to help them save money in the long run. So ShipShape's a software platform and homeowners can use an app and they can connect their smart home devices to get better data and get like a check engine light for their house where they just tap a button to get connected to one of the local trusted pros that can help solve the problems. See, that's great. And I'll be honest, as somebody out there that has helped homeowners and contractors navigate through the we'll call them the lists out there with air quotes of the referral people out there. I'll be kind and say it's been a nightmare for homeowners and contractors out there. So it's nice to see something different that is going to actually help people navigate that versus just quite frankly, throwing them out to the wolves. Yeah. And I'm glad you say it's both of them because both sides of the market right now really struggle to operate efficiently because they're driving in the dark. 
And it's frustrating for both parties. A lot of really great contractors trying to do the best work they can. And someone else comes in the house and unplugs something or the homeowner decides to install something or a window gets broken. Yep. And this kind of thing can lead to a lot of problems for the work that the contractor came in and did. So it, it's not just the homeowners are struggling. Literally everyone who's trying to take care of a home efficiently struggles because there's not very good data and it's very reactive. Yeah. Crazy. So from the homeowner side, they're trying to figure out who they can trust. And the contractor side who is paying for those lead referral services, when you get a hold of somebody off one of those lead referral services, they're charging that contractor for you, the lead. So you're the product that they're selling. And so the problem there is that the contractors are going, man, I am not getting anything good out of this. I'm getting, I'm paying for a bunch of tire kickers that no one knows what's going on. And like you said, it's a disaster for both sides. And it's so refreshing to see something new out there using technology to help steer information the right way. Yeah, I think what you're talking about is really interesting. There's a lack of trust that comes when people don't understand or have good information about what's happened on the other side. Yeah. And the business models that exist to help homeowners find a contractor, they really serve the contractor side of the market. That's one reason that ShipShape's built a business model where the homeowner pays a subscription to ShipShape to have access to home assistance services where they get that trusted advisor. And when they pay for that, they know that that means the way we make money is by providing service to the homeowner. Right. So that keeps the trust alignment for us. And then we try and give both sides of the party good information so that there is more inherent trust in the connection because there's understanding. Yeah. Like I tell people out there, when it's free, by the way, you're the product they're selling. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I think it's going to be tough for other players in the market to do this. And I think there's some really good players, good innovators in the market. They have different business models that are not specifically designed to be that trusted advisor to the homeowner. And what I like is I have, I've done a lot of speaking for the National Association of Home Builders over the years on home technology and smart home products. You are combining like probably five of the products that I have in my home and then throwing the contractor side and about 20 other things that it doesn't do all in one platform. And to me, it's like, all right, I love one-stop shops. And to be able to do that with your home, that's pretty cool. And you can budget from what I was reading. As a homeowner, you, most people tell us they didn't really sign up to be a property manager. And next thing they know, they got a bunch of different vendors. They have contractors and a lot, a lot of different types of contractors. Your plumber doesn't work on your elect, electrical work. And then they've got utilities. They got to buy power from somebody and they've got insurance. They buy manufactured products that go in their house that have warranties and require maintenance and cause damage if things go wrong. And I could go on, the list is actually much bigger, but to manage that, what we realized was all of those businesses also wanna have a better connection with the customer. But none of them are really in a position because they do very uniquely different things. None of them are really in a position to provide a single solution, a complete solution to the homeowner. So we wanted to be that technology partner to this industry that does so many great things for homes, just not typically making integrated software that's sensor enabled with AI to drive predictions. They do all kinds of other stuff like make the electricity the homeowners need. We can help them connect, provide that platform they're looking for. 
and do it in a way that quite frankly, I think the market's been talking about this for 15 years. Yeah. Like I've been reading about this since I was a kid. My dad was working on commercial scale HVAC technology. And I remember reading the internet of things was a word. They're telling them all about it. And I remember artificial intelligence was like, didn't really work yet, but maybe yeah. it would in the future. And then several years later, we had some real breakthroughs with deep learning and machine learning. And I realized this technology that was like almost science fiction was going to actually go from smart factories and smart buildings and get cheap enough to get all the way into the home. Yeah. And that would mean for the first time you could network all these homes together and start making it proactive as opposed to just every mom and pop fending for themselves out in the neighborhood. Yeah. And on top of that, I think what's great is for the brand new homeowner, for that person that just bought their brand new home, that doesn't know what it takes to follow up, maintain, take care of that. It's great. But at the same point, if you're taking care of your elderly parents that are in their forever home, as somebody, you can manage it with that as well. So you've got a product really that can take care of virtually any homeowner, no matter what the generational thing is, because the AI is doing the work for you. And we also, yeah, the AI is very smart. And we also layer in the human component. We believe that people want to interact with people and the home is very emotional. So we provide a home assistant, yes, supported by a ton of software, but you can really call a real person and say, what should I do? And I think that's super important when the demographic of homeowners are mostly baby boomers that don't want to learn new apps all the time. <laughs> like, I'm not sure anyone wants to learn new apps all the time. So we just yeah. wanted to make it more like a service that would give you peace of mind. And that's the difference between our subscription and our version that doesn't require the subscription. You yep. can use our app, like you mentioned, to get the budget report. Yeah, You can just download our app, plug in your appliance info, get a report so you've got some heads up on when an appliance might need repaired and how long does it typically last 10 yeah. years or 20 years and how much yeah. might it cost so we'll give you that information at out without any cost but if you want to connect your thermostat and leak sensors and power sensors and have someone monitor it like a security system and then be able to call that person when you need help that's a service we provide and most people want ship shape for the service more than they want it for the technology yeah the if you want to go see what that stuff is it's easy to sit there and google it but that service is where to me the value is that's where it is i have an ai security system out front and i love it 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 mixes human with ai it's great and this is just such an extension into your home and i love that it can go through and you can really budget things down the road to it tracks things within your home so you know how it's functioning, right? One of the reasons why you just brought this up a minute ago, homes are expensive and home affordability is a problem. So how can we address the cost of operating homes? If I don't know that I might have to pay $10,000 to replace an air conditioning system when I go buy my house, this is very common. First time home buyers especially go buy a house, they remodel the bathroom, they do some other cosmetic repairs, and then they realize that they're taken out at expensive interest rates to do absolutely critical repairs, fix a broken air conditioning unit in the middle of the summer. 
And how did they have no idea that was coming? So that's where we use real live data that's coming from sensors mm -hmm. and even just tracking like how old it is. Because you get the inspection report. They sure. tell you that the AC unit works. Yep. They put it on a piece of paper that it's a certain age. Yep. You put the paper in the drawer. You get busy Never with your kids and your family and your job. And then you come back and you realize, oh, shoot, it's already been five years. And now that thing's leaking through my ceiling. And I didn't bother to do the maintenance because I just didn't know. Yeah. So that's where having a system that actually has some of that data and can just pop up and say, hey, you have an air conditioning unit that just turned 15 years old and yep. it might need maintenance and it might need repair. And if you need it, importantly, one place homeowners really get stuck is where do I get help? That's where we have a trusted network of providers, whether it's a contractor or a utility. If I want to save money on my energy, they can click get help. And there's all kinds of great programs from utilities to save money that most yeah. homeowners don't even really know about. Oh. So we can use that real data to be proactive and give them advice about how to really save money on an area that is, it's a big expense and it really does impact how much home people can afford when you look at what the actual true cost of it is with maintenance and energy. That's the thing that's cool is that maintenance is one of those things that there's really two questions I get the most out of this show. One is maintenance questions. When do I have that HVAC system serviced? Is that once a year, twice a year, every other year? What is that? And two is they're searching for somebody to work with. I need mm -hmm. this person. Who do you trust? And you really have both of those boxes checked all in a program. And yeah, that's thought, fascinating to me. Yeah, we thought you basically have to. We had to close that whole loop. Mm -hmm. And we even realized that if we're going to use sensor data, let's say, for example, we see there's a humidity problem. And we know yeah. that means mold is likely to grow. And that can Absolutely. cause major health risk and property damage. When we tell them that, we need to not only have a button they can push that says, help me get a professional to fix the issue. Yep. We also need to give them information from the Environmental Protection Agency about what the consequences are if they don't do anything. Mm -hmm. And from the database of available subsidies, so they understand if there is any kind of tax incentive or financial support that can help to get it done. And even to, to lending partners, because we have to help resolve the issues the typical home in the United States needs like tens of thousands of dollars in many regions of the country, more than $30,000 of work to make that home modernized. Yeah. So it's got the proper insulation, relatively efficient electric appliances, and you're not susceptible to significant damage, health issues, or energy waste. But the homes are old and we need Washington. to figure out an efficient way to fix them. And when we fix them, we need to make sure that it works. So when one thing we found is we've done pilots with utilities and found that you do a weatherization project, one little thing goes wrong, the entire ROI of that project can go away. So a homeowner Absolutely. thinks they spent their good money and to no fault of their own, they realize that they didn't get the full benefit and it didn't get the payback period. And we can help use the sensor data to make sure and the monitoring to make sure that Sometimes it's as simple as something got unplugged or a window's broken, and that ends up making a big difference. Yeah, it's amazing. I know so many people that, that got the rebate from their utility and went, okay, I'm going to go weatherization. I'm going to tighten this home up. But the company that came in didn't really plan ahead or think ahead and think that, wait a minute, I'm going to seal this home up, but I didn't deal with 
the moist, musty air inside the house. And so all of a sudden they've got a, you know, what the house was breathing so well. So now they've got a 70% relative humidity inside the house. And now they've got a mold issue. Your program catches that with humidity sensors. That's right. And that's a perfect example of where you've got these silos in the house where you're really good, certified experts, professionals, very smart, know what they're doing, but they don't necessarily all talk to each other. And so there's some downstream consequences. And for the homeowner, it's especially challenging to manage because they may call two or three different types of providers. Not sure. They may call their insurance company and their insurance company may not know what to do. They're not there. And they may call an HVAC company who might say they need a mold specialist. And here the homeowner throwing up their hands saying, what do I do? And it's all after the fact when it's too late and it's already a big problem. Yeah. And yes, simple sensors like our humidity and temperature sensors. And you've seen these on the market. Your customers have. There's nothing. We don't make sensors. We just realize that the customers need some help understanding that data. Just having more alerts come up. How many emails and push notifications do we get these days? Just having more alerts that come to you didn't really help solve the problem. It's one of the things we learned with the insurance partners. It's not enough. You send someone a leak alert. You would think every homeowner would deal with that, but some people have a lot of other things going on in their life. Maybe they're racing out to work and they're already overwhelmed with something else. They don't even know who to call. And next thing they know, that leak alert became a mold problem. And that's what our human service, someone calls out and says, hey, I'm your home assistant and this is what this means, really makes a big difference in mitigating the risk. And then that $500 leak turned into a five dollars or $10,000 repair because you didn't get on it. And it's maybe somebody's heading to the soccer game and oh, I'll deal with it when I get home. And then every other push notification on your phone, that's way behind you. You've forgotten it. You're off to the next thing. And that's really smart. And it saves you money in the long run, no matter what you're doing, because now you've got something that is one, sensing that maybe that water heater, your sump pump, or your dehumidifier to see if it's working, HVAC or whatever else, but you've got an active system that's saying, hey man, you got a problem. And that reactive interaction with our home, oh, it wastes a lot of money. We in America spend almost $1 trillion a year with contractors, utilities, insurance, and manufacturers. And when we look at that, depending on the different area of the market, but approximately 30% of that's wasted. So we're talking like $300 billion a year we're wasting taking care of our homes, almost a third of the money we spend. That is actually money that we could be using to improve the world and do better things that make our houses more healthy. But instead, we're spending the money on fixing old problems. And we really we're going to have to modernize our homes pretty quickly to reach our goals in terms of things like CO2 emissions and home health and the health of our communities. Now, these are really important economic development goals for us. Yeah. And we've got to modernize our homes and we need to spend that money efficiently, not wasting it because we just didn't know. Yeah, it's a breakthrough. And, and there's a lot of companies putting new technology into houses. And mm-hmm. I actually wrote a paper on predictive maintenance in the home and really encouraging the whole market to say, Let's talk more about these applications. Let's build more awareness. Let's help contractors, utilities, insurance, and homeowners. Let's help them all get this put in. Let's help the manufacturers. Let's all work together faster because that'll drive really good economic impact for our communities. 
it's always cheaper than to maintain it than it is to have to not maintain it and fix it every single time. And then to me, this or the golden this is beyond your typical homeowner. That homeowner that has maybe the one or two rental properties, right? They've got maybe the duplex on the other side of town. This would be the dream because now you've got another house or something that you're trying to manage that is a rental property. You could put that on your rental properties and it's giving you real-time information of how the sump pump's working, how all this stuff's working. And you can actually use that as well, right? To maintain those income properties for you if you had that one or two rentals across town. Yeah, absolutely. It's really cool with a vacation home. They right? put multiple homes in there. So not only are you getting one app that'll give you alerts about your water heater and your air conditioning system and your refrigerator and your dehumidifier, it connects you to all these appliances, all these providers. You could use that same app for multiple vacation homes. And a, yeah, there are a lot of uh, renters. In fact, a lot of uh, mom and pop landlords use our app because but they don't have a property management software that really works to manage four or five homes. No. And they struggle with a lot of these same problems. And actually, most of the rental homes out there, people talk about all of Wall Street buying up all these rental homes. And we're, we're closely connected with a lot of those businesses and look forward to helping them as well. Sure. But most rental homes are owned by mom and pops. No by folks more less than 10 homes who are trying to find a way to build some wealth mm-hmm. and they're able to do some hard work to help manage these rental homes. And this yeah. is a tool that totally changes the game because the renter really doesn't have a lot of economic alignment, incentive alignment to even help manage the long-term cost. And the landlord ends up getting stuck with a lot of damage that they would have liked to prevent. And this system can really help them with that. The renter, and I've seen this because I've had rentals in the past, and the renter goes, oh, man, that sump pump's not working right. There's water in the crawl space or basement. Man, I got a busy week this week. I don't want to have to wait around here, have the landlord walking through the place. It's almost like its own inspection. I don't have time to clean the house. You know how the drill goes, and then that stuff just gets to be unintentional deferred maintenance because it's a hassle for that renter. And then the landlord's chewing up money because that's just something's gone wrong and they can't fix it. And they don't even know that something's gone wrong. And back to that resource problem, I mean, the price of lumber has skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. One of the most expensive repairs someone can do is to repair the baseboards and their foundation because they've grown a lot of mold or had water damage issues. Yep. And it's a problem where now you're taking those baseboards, filling up the landfill cutting down more trees to put them back. And we really need to use those to build more homes because we're like millions of homes short to have the housing we need for this generation that's very aggressively starting to you know, form new households. And a generation that currently lives in homes who really doesn't want to move out of them. People love their homes. They don't want to move out. No. So we need more homes and we need to use our limited resources to build new homes, not replace stuff that we could have dealt with, but you're right. The whole market's just not very efficient. It's no one's fault is the interesting thing. Everybody wants this and we get so much support. Everybody wants a better Mm -hmm. interaction with the home, but it's very challenging. There's a lot of different moving pieces. And I think it's really only in the last few years, we've gotten to a place where the technology exists for it to even make sense to be able to do this. Yeah. So a couple of questions I have for you. One of them I'm going to go 
for the skeptic out there. There's so many people out there that that don't like smart home tech because they're very concerned about security. And a lot of the time it's because they don't really understand how all this works. They see the headlines on TV that something got hacked or anything else. How does security play into effect with this with your system? Yeah, it's a great question. It's the most important question because to be the trusted advisor to the homeowner, we have to keep their trust and technology is honestly in a crisis of trust right now. Sure. And so there's a few things that we do. Before starting this company, it was at Salesforce and they've really prioritized building trust in their platform and how they work with their customers. So I've tried to learn everything I could from an enterprise grade software company. that's very successful at maintaining trust to build that into not only our technology platform, but also our culture and our values. So we have proprietary enterprise grade security capabilities that we've added above and beyond what typical device makers or smart home products might have, because we've always looked at this as an enterprise grade platform. Yeah. Um, Now, the second thing is like, we are mindful about what data we collect. We don't use cameras and microphones, even though it can be really helpful. We don't use those devices because it is more sensitive data. So when we're looking at how many watts of electricity is a sump pump using, Mm -hmm. most of our customers tell us they're less concerned about that data than they might be other data. So we try and be mindful about what data we collect. And then we're always transparent. If we send an alert, it's not a black box. We tell you what data did we look at that made us send you that. It's not like we're listening to the whatever. People tend to think that all kinds of crazy things are going on because they don't know how an ad popped up. So we just make sure we tell them, here's what happened. And then we give the customer the right. If if they ever want to, they can literally download all their data and take it with them. It's their data. We're just helping them manage it and use it to save money. That's great. Anybody that's ever looked and did a deep dive into what their Alexa on their countertop is doing and recording, just trying to have to for them to manage that data in your voice and what you are talking about is completely different than what you guys are doing. Yeah. And there, there's another important part about it. And I think you know, most of these companies are really using the data in the right way and trying yeah. to help their customers and There are vulnerabilities that can come from hackers on the internet. A lot of people in the industry has matured a lot in how we secure this device data. But another part that's really important is how do you align the long-term trust with the stakeholders? So how do you create a system where there's gonna be a good interest in how we use the data in a way that makes the customer better and the world better? So we built a philanthropic model in our business that we learned from Salesforce. And ours was to set aside some equity for, we call it the 222 model. We set aside some equity for making grants to homeowners who need to make improvements to their homes. We subsidize our products. So we just gave a donation to Habitat for Humanity to connect a bunch of homes for them. we give our employees times to go volunteer five days a year to volunteer in the community. Cool. As we do that, they're really tied into and connected to we are our business model. Our culture is connected to the customer. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, like that's the ultimate concern with technology is the technology that's being built going to be yeah. used to help me or going to be used against me. So it's even more than just 
is my firewall going to be breached? It's <laughs> after Alex Lynn is gone. Yep. What is ShipShape's motivation going to be with the data? And I really wanted to make sure that there would be hyper alignment with the real people, communities, the economic outcomes we're trying to impact so that anyone who comes up with a new creative way to use the data is doing it within those values and with that connection to make sure there's a long term mission to be good for homeowners. Yeah. And to be honest, let's look at what the hackers do out there anyway. There's not much interest in what Mrs. Smith's sump pump is pulling as far as how many amps it's pulling. That's not valuable data to somebody. No, it's it's not. It's pretty low on the <laughs> list. But I understand where people are coming from, where yeah. you've had a couple of scary things happen or you've read about something and you just... I think one thing we all need to do as an industry, which is happening, is just increase the transparency around what happens with the data so that the consumers can better understand. And that's going to be a really big challenge with artificial intelligence because it is hard to understand how the system works as it goes through iterations of learning. So there are things that are being done to make sure that's more transparent. And I think that having real data is a big part of that and having that data in the palm of your hands is a big part it's not like your utility just turned your air conditioning unit off because it was good for the grid in our scenario you got an app you understand that right now the utility is having a really hard time serving power to everyone who needs it so if you dissipate in the program and turn your ac unit down for a little bit it would really help that transparency alone is missing from the market so you end up with people being like why is my utility turning off my thermostat? They don't know. And if we can really build some education, we can create yeah. more trust. No question. Let's talk about that information because obviously this has to have sensors in certain areas. You've got to have that sensor for the, or something that's measuring the everything from the sump pump to the wine fridge to, to your HVAC system. How do you guys track all that stuff within the home? Yeah, it's a great question. We tried to keep it very simple so that we would have a universal platform that worked for all the appliances. And what I mean by that is we track power, water, temperature, humidity. Okay. Okay. And with those pieces of data, we get it from a smart plug or an environmental sensor, or maybe an appliance already has that data because it's a connected appliance. A lot of don't actually, exactly, a lot more do. We don't actually care what device it comes from. We're device agnostic. We're really a a software company that can create some interoperability by plugging in the same forms of data. And we have ability to transform that data into the right structure and then make it all talk together so that we can use it to drive these predictions about how to manage your home. And in doing so, we've built a sort of app platform where you know, a connected appliance maker who may be in one specific sort of silo of the market mm-hmm. is able to build on our platform and their customers now can have that single app solution that so many customers want. And we can now help that connected device manufacturer unlock more value and also get access to some a recurring revenue yeah. or some aftermarket service revenue, which is a breakthrough because they've been manufacturers have innovated they've spent money on that and they're housing that data now it's expensive Mm -hmm. and we want to help them actually get 
the service revenue too. So we yeah. look at this as it's a win-win for everybody. We're not a disruptive business. Yeah. We're actually a business saying we provide this unique platform. We can create some ongoing services and help the whole market innovate faster. Yeah. And you look at appliances or HVAC or whatever else you have around your home that's plugged into the wall. If it's not working correctly, it's working inefficiently. So you're also saving people money in the long run because that refrigerator that maybe has a bad door seal or is using way too much energy or needs to be maintained is cranking the power bill out. And it's not getting any cheaper out there for any of these utilities. So something that's working efficiently saves you money. And so that ends up being something that potentially could be pays for itself pretty quickly when things are working correctly. Yeah, it does add up pretty quickly. Like here's an example of a smart plug. We've got lots of different smart plugs. This costs like $20. This is a very heavy duty one. So it costs a little bit more. They're cheap little devices. And really quickly, you can find that, let's say a dehumidifier, for example, a lot of people don't know how much energy a dehumidifier down in the basement or crawl space might use. If you open, leave that door open and it starts running constantly. Next thing you know, we'll see it, it's wasting $30 a month, $40 a month in energy. Yeah. So it doesn't take very long to pay back the system when you catch one little thing going wrong. And most people who have lived in a house for very long know that it doesn't take long to catch something going wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Like I have a, a home energy monitor in my house. I, uh, my house is one big test bed for home tech stuff. So I have the Sense Home Energy Monitor. I have caught more problems by me going, what's that spike doing? Oh, what's that's on? And I go take a look at it and go, oh, wow, okay. I know exactly what that, what that space heater is costing me that's down in the basement. Or that old yeah. beer fridge out there that is using three times the energy than what my nice new fridge is in the house. Now you can make informed decisions on either maintenance or replacement. And that's important because you, Eric, are a better AI than any AI we have out there. Humans are actually really good at noticing that patterns aren't matching right. Something looks off. Why is there a spike in this data? If they just had access to the information, then we could empower a lot of people to get that visibility and help understand. And that actually improves the system as we learn more from our customers that catch more scenarios. And that, by the way, the device you mentioned since, they've been a real leader in this market pushing innovation for a long time. It's been very exciting to see some of their success recently. And we've worked closely with them on building their device into our yeah. platform. So that when you get that anomaly that you're pointing out, now working with us, you could actually push the button to get the contractor to come install the attic insulation or whatever it might be that you need to deal with it. So that's a perfect example of how device makers and other other partners in the market who have access to some data are saying, how do we help our customers take action on it? And that's where ShipShape's platform really comes in. And to show this technology, I was standing probably three and a half years ago, so it's been a bit, I was standing in Cambridge at their office. And I'm sitting there with their CEO standing there and they needed to have my login to access my system. So we wanted to look at real time what was going on in my house in Portland, Oregon. So he signs in. We're looking at it. He looks over at my washing machine at the time and goes, oh, wow, you got a GE front loader. 
And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I can see by the electrical, how the signals in, that's how GE does their front load washing machines. And so I can see that the way that's running, that's a, a GE front loader. And I'm like, it shows you how that data can really help you. It, it tells a story. It, it does. And they've gotten so smart now that they're going to deploy their software into smart meters with utility partners. So you don't even have to put their hardware in. They're so good at analyzing that power data. Yeah. They can look at all the power data going through the smart meter and say what type of appliance it is and if it's acting normally and help you manage that. So yeah, they've done a lot of work to lead the market on figuring out how you analyze that data. And it's incredible what they can do now. Well, and that's a perfect example of what you guys are doing. You are partnering all of these companies out there that are doing really well in their segment. Right. You're now the web that's tying them all together and presenting it to a homeowner going, okay, here we are. This is what you need to do to take care of your house. And that's beautiful, man. I like it. Yeah. It's a really special opportunity because we can elevate our partners and we don't want to make the devices that they make. We don't want to do the contracting work or build power plants. These aren't our businesses. We are really good at software and building that software service to help manage these homes. And they're really good at what they do. And it's just great to be, everyone talks about disruption so much in building a business. I think now it's really possible to focus on how do you design next generation business models that are about creating a win-win and finding a way to really improve the economy and the community with the technology. And we can choose how to use it. And I've thought a long time about how to do it in a way that would be a win-win and really help improve the economy and the community. That's brilliant, man. And then on top of it, you think about how many sensors are in your house, right? People forget that maybe that LG TV or Samsung TV on the wall has a temperature sensor in it, right? Or things that you don't think are actually monitoring things within that, if you can gain access to that gives you more data around the house. That's exactly right. And a ton of it is it's not being used and it's not being used as well as it could because it's not all talking to each other. And I saw some of these predictions back in 2015 when I first started working on some prototypes of ShipShape. And there were forecasts that homes were going to have 200 sensors in them within the next 20 years. Here we are. And sure enough, homes are filling with sensors. And remember when I, when this happened with cars got all these electronics in them. And, and then you were always more, in the service department. <laughs> then you're always in the service department. So homes are getting more complicated. Mm-hmm. The technology is going in that we can really tap into and build that layer on top of the sensors that are out there. And there's a lot of talk about interoperability in the market. Sure. And most of that talks about interoperability around if I've got a universal remote control, can I get everything on one remote? And if I push the button, does the light turn on really quickly? That interoperability is definitely valuable, but I believe that the most valuable interoperability is at the data layer, where you use the data to actually, whether it came from your thermostat or your refrigerator, if you got a humidity reading in your living room that says you're running high humidity, let's use that to trigger the alert that you could have a mold issue. And the real interoperability is connect you to the provider or the service provider that helps you solve the issue. Because if you do that, you could make the home effectively smart enough to take care of itself 
Yes. Using the data that already exists so the homeowner could go about their normal life and not worry about being a property manager. And that's fundamentally, we believe that you've got to make the house basically smart enough to take care of itself so that every home could be safe, reliable, and efficient because the people living in the homes are just not experts at all this stuff and they're not going to become experts. So we're looking at this in a world of just give them peace of mind and take it as much off their plate, but always keep them in control with visibility. So they're in the driver's seat, but they don't have to do all the tough stuff. Yeah. And it's great because there's so many great products out there. Like when I was down at the, at design and construction week, I was doing a show that we aired a few weeks ago with Bro Newtone and they won best in best indoor product, which is their overture system, which is a humidity air quality sensing system that runs around the entire house includes it'll run your bath fans it'll run your erv system it's live monitoring your air quality think of the data that's coming off that thing that you guys have the opportunity to grab at some point yeah absolutely it's incredible and there's so many innovative products that are being built just like that one going into these houses they are doing a lot of the innovation and what do you do with the data so it's not what we do is when we step in and we bring that all together Sometimes there's two different systems that interact together. Like a good one I use a lot is if you got air conditioning in your house, central air conditioning, and you have a crawl space and you have a dehumidifier in your crawl space. Yep. Those appliances are really linked together, but the contractors that work on them are typically different contractors. And if those are both connected to data sources, they don't know that they work together. Yep. So we can look at both sets of that and add that additional value, even though, yeah, the air conditioning device makers are getting really smart. Sure. And we work with Ecobee, we work with Honeywell. Mm-hmm. They're getting really smart at how to use that data. Yeah. We just happen to have a little bit different perspective and a way to connect to the contractors. Yeah, you've got the access because that dehumidifier down there is made from a completely different company than your HVAC system is. And so those two just aren't built or designed to talk together. And you're that interconnecting link that'll make that happen. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's really exciting that the market has all gotten to that level. I looked at, I was out at CES in 2015 Mm -hmm. looking at this and the market really wasn't ready to integrate and partner but now the market's matured a lot more. A lot of devices are in homes and these businesses have gotten much more mature with their with their devices and their software systems. Now is the time for integration and interoperability in yep. the market and it's gonna unlock a whole new wave of value for homeowners. No question. And it's funny, I think what caused that, at least in my opinion, is, is that we made everything smart we could. You had the smart rice cooker, you had the smart whatever out there. And all of a sudden, where's the next innovation? People went, okay, I'm tired of having 42 apps on my phone. How do we start to think about making something work together? Yep. Hey, that's the beauty of it. You try a lot of things and that's our great economy at work, trying a bunch yeah. of different things and pushing and figuring out what, what really works. And I think the customer feels like that maybe the smart home has under-delivered. And I think actually there's been so much experimentation done and ultimately we're going to see a lot more value that'll come in this next phase because of all the experimentation that was done. Sure. I've got what, five or six different brands of light switches in my house because I'm testing out something new comes out. I'm like, Ooh, let's go play with that. And it's great to be able to control that stuff and to be able to manage it. But 
man, you guys are doing some absolutely great stuff that's going to help really all homeowners out there. What have we not talked about today, man? Gosh, this has been an awesome interview. We've covered a lot. I think what I would just reiterate is that the value in what we're working on as an industry is so important right now to help people with their homes. Homes are not just about dollars and cents. Homes are about emotional well-being. It's literally like the bedrock of the American dream is the idea right. of having your home. And if your home is working against you, I did a little bit of work helping with a nonprofit that my dad was working on teaching entrepreneurship to orphans. And we were trying to help them, empower them to become self-sufficient. And oh, there was a participation rate problem where a number of individuals wouldn't participate and take advantage of the program and go start. A we found that was highly associated with shelter insecurity and food insecurity. Wow. And what's amazing is right now in America, we've got all these resources. We're building rockets to put billionaires in space. Yep. And literally less than a mile from where I sit, a kid's going to miss school today from an asthma attack because mold's growing in the air conditioning ducts. And that happens 10 times more often in our low income and vulnerable populations. So just yes, think about if you put all that together, the fact that our homes are bogging people down, even in America where we have all these resources, it is making it harder for everyone to participate in the economy. And it's making people frustrated because it's so emotional. Mm -hmm. So if we can address this issue with the homes, we can do a lot to help everybody go out into the world and do what it is that they do. And all, we've got a lot of great challenges in the world and it's sometimes scary to turn on the TV. I think the way we address that is by engaging the world's population, getting people set up to focus on the right things. And when we do that, the world could work together to solve great problems. So I know that sounds like crazy, I like but I no. really believe home is tied to so much more than dollars and cents. It is. And there's hundreds of thousands of people in the country right now that are just barely holding on to that home that is their shelter and their biggest investment. And you've got something here that's going to help them manage that and give them a better chance of staying in that home instead of out in an apartment or even worse in some shelter someplace. And man, thanks for all you're doing with this. This is going to be a game changer for homeowners out there. And I'm excited to see where it goes. Thank you. And Eric, thanks for having me. And I agree. Thanks for what you're doing and the whole rest of the industry. Thank you to every one of our partners who say, and I want to be a part of helping improve these outcomes for homeowners. I think it's really inspiring to me every day to see how much progress we're making. So great to meet you. And thank you so much for having me on the show. And I hope we can do this again soon. We will. What's the best place for people to find ShipShape? Just go to our website, www.shipshape.ai. And you got a phone number there and my real person uh, sitting in actually right now, Birmingham, Alabama, will pick nice. up the phone and, and be there to help you. All right, Alex. Thanks for coming on today, brother. Thanks, Eric. Have a great day. I'm Eric G. And you've been listening to Around the House. Somewhere unseen and undiscovered. Anywhere beyond the mean. Life is a love song. Let's be lovers. We're all over the world.
It's Eric G from around the house. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.